The Cleveland Browns, everybody. Give them a golf clap. I get it was against the Jets, but still, though, they are doing extraordinary things, to say the least. Welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube, and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, John Daigle with his favorite prop plays for Week 17, and that is where we will begin. The road to the Super Bowl goes through Joe Flacco, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, maybe not that far, but look, the Browns have secured their playoff spot with a 37-20 win over the Jets. They cover the number. The game goes way over the total of 34 and a half. Uh, Browns do all that uh, by their lonesome. And look, Joe Flacco, 19 of 29, 309 yards, three touchdowns, a pick, passer rating of 121.2, despite a completion percentage over expected of minus 3%. This offense could be even better than it already is. And Aaron, I think the biggest stat to sort of encapsulate what Joe Flacco has done so far for the Browns, this is his fourth, fourth 300-yard passing game out of five games with Cleveland. Yeah, it's very impressive. And a lot of people thought, oh, he can't keep this up. And now he's done it in four straight games. And three of them over three are, I mean, two of them over 350 yards. It's just very impressive. He's, we find out no Amari Cooper, who's amazing. And still it was like, okay, we'll make some adjustments. I think we got to give a lot of credit to the coaching staff too. Like I wasn't really on him for coach of the year, but man, it's impressive. How many quarterbacks have played for the Browns this year? And mm -hmm. look what's happening. I remember when Joe Flacco was on his way out in Baltimore, and it was sad. It wasn't pretty. But it was also, I think, one of those situations where it was just a divorce that needed to happen. Like, they needed mm -hmm. to turn the page. It wasn't working. But now we're seeing that, like, it wasn't necessarily that Joe doesn't have it. And, you know, sitting on the couch, like, he – he kept wanting to play. He got on some bad teams whenever he did get an opportunity. And we liked the Browns. I think most of us on the show have futures on the Browns, even before the Joe Flacco thing, because of their yep. defense. Oh, yes. Yes. The uh, Browns to make the playoffs, uh, getting that money back on that bet uh, last night felt quite sweet. And Aaron, I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of that word, that D word divorce here, uh, when you're talking about mm -hmm. like back with the Ravens and Joe Flacco, because whenever there is a divorce between, say, a team and a veteran quarterback, it's like in real life, like if there is a divorce, well, you know, much of the time, it's not that, okay, well, this one person should never be in another relationship ever again. It's just that that current one didn't work out for whatever reason. Not that the people, you know, break apart and then they are supposed to live alone and independently for the rest of their lives. No, sometimes you just need to be in a different situation and those things can happen. And that's exactly what happened with Joe Flacco. He needed to be in a spot where he could shine and utilize his strengths. And that is intermediate to deep passing. He still has a rocket arm. Play action helps him a lot as well. And having a complimentary rushing attack uh, with what Jerome Ford, you know, he didn't even have like a phenomenal game, but it was just enough to kind of keep things honest. And the situation that Flacco is in is a really good one. And he's smart enough and has the wherewithal to be able to keep the train on the tracks. And it has been super impressive yeah. to watch. And somehow through all of this, Aaron, the Browns still have an outside shot to win the division 
and get the number one seed. Now, they're going to need some help for that. The Ravens do need to lose out at the very least. And, of course, the Browns need to win Week 18. But still, though, the fact that we're even talking about this outside possibility happening, that says a lot about Joe Flacco and what the Browns have done. It really does. It's amazing. And I love that, like, we're rooting or if you have a Browns future, you know, you want something bad to happen to the Ravens, which is his (laughs) former team, too. Like, just the drama. Like, you can't even make this up, you know, that it's coming down to this. But so happy for him. And it seems like the players are really buying in. They really like him. They say he's cool. Stuff like that, you know, uh, for a 38-year-old to be getting props from some young dudes in their early 20s. Like, it just feels <laughs> like, you know, when you've been around championship teams or even just playoff teams, you go in those locker rooms and you could really feel a different vibe. And you get the sense that, like, this is a fun group now. Like, they really respect Joe. He has that veteran experience. And it's working out. They're all – everyone's benefiting from it. At least the receivers are. It, it's nice if uh, you and I got compliments from 20-year-olds every now and again, just so that, you know, we could feel good about ourselves because, you know, we are we have reached uh, beyond, say, the 30-year-old threshold, right, you and me. It'd be nice if, say, the youngsters among us were a little bit more complimentary of what we brought to the table and the fact that we've still got it. That'd be nice, right? We don't do handouts right? here. Uh, well, maybe you should cool start. the show, Jake? Yeah, I need power rankings. I need power rankings now. (laughs) (laughs) Gertz number one. Oh, Uh, jeez. I don't disagree. Well, then we move on quickly then. Uh, Browns, (laughs) 35-1 to get the one seed uh, for the playoffs. Like, again, very much an outside chance. Baltimore all but has this wrapped up, but the Browns can still do it. Would you sprinkle a little bit on 35 to one to get the one seed? I mean, are you tempted at all with something like that? No, not really. I think I bet Super Bowl at what, 50 or 60 to one. So I think I'm good on that right now. The real okay. question is yeah. Paul, Paul, callback Paul. player. How you feeling, buddy? <laughs> I've made. <laughs> I've made peace with my decision. Look, I'm right back where I started at even money, which is okay. I mean, it's a cool story. I, I laid it out yesterday, Hawk. I was like, if people want to keep splitting twos against the face card like they can and take all these kind of wannabe comeback guys. I, do the stats matter? Do they not? Because if they do, cool. He's thrown for 300 yards in all these games. He's also thrown multiple pick sixes this season. Like, I don't know. I, I just, it's One a more nebulous award. Yeah, Josh that's Allen great. does the same thing. It's okay. Pick sixes? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, my point well, was yeah, maybe yesterday, not pick sixes. Right. My point was yesterday, it's not so much like the feel-good story versus what is really another feel-good story. To me, and the reason I made the bet at the time, and I guess, I mean, I'm not saying I would make it now, even though it's the same price, just because there's a lot, there's a lot of people you kind of got to fight off, but I'm comfortable with my decision at the time. It's the easiest PR layup in the history of the NFL for a league that cares about money and image. And look, a month ago, yeah. people talk about this war on football. Like a month ago, the New York Times is coming out with a new podcast, Youth Football's Casualties, like our victims sort of thing. And it's like detailing all these injuries in youth football. Again, my point yesterday is that like how many parents had conversations when the DeMar Hamlin thing happened and was like, are we going to let little Johnny play football? Oh, 
wait, this guy who went through this thing is coming back to play football. Like, that's why my point is like the feel good story part of it is cool. But like from just a it's it's awesome. It's great. But that's not necessarily even why I made the bet. It's more so just I think the NFL is a cold, calculated business that cares about money and image. And if you're talking about the future of football, hey, this guy survived and came back. Football was so important to him and it's so important to life yeah. and to everyone. This guy came back to play football. So that's why I made the bet. I will I- I'm I'm comfortable with it. If it if it loses, it loses. I the Flacco story is great. It, it is a great story. It is. Um but but it still doesn't compare. It doesn't compare to what happened to Hamlin. I actually think that I never ended up driving to Maryland to bet this since I can't bet awards in my state. But now I, it's almost like the uh, sports books keep dangling this carrot. Like, hey, you better make that drive. We made it at even money again. Let's go. Right. So I already missed out a few times because it's been going up and down. Maybe I need to jump on it now. Yeah. You got the whole It'll weekend. be fascinating to see how it plays out. So you've got a real conversation about it now. Whereas like it was other like, oh, maybe like Josh Dobbs. Oh, maybe it's this guy. Now you've got a real conversation about it. So it'll be interesting from that perspective. But yes, I still want to win my bet. And Flacco was like 250 to one like a month ago or so. You know, I mean, it's crazy. Even if you put like five bucks on that and had Hamlin, can't go wrong. Right. <laughs> right. I, oh, For I looked sure. at Flacco around 30 and I was stubborn. And I decided not to. Oh, because so, you don't hedge. It is what it is. Right. That's worked out <laughs> yeah. so well for well, me. I love me a good hedge. <laughs> I'm the opposite of Paul. Yeah, right. I hedge too much. Pro hedge, <laughs> anti hedge, all that good stuff. Yeah, seeing Hamlin uh, in one spot at minus 175, still the favorite to win the award, but Joe Flacco down to plus 150. Some of that may just be immediate reaction, but look, we have two more games for the Bills. Like Hamlin could very well play you know, get significant time. And if that's the case, then, you know, perhaps this conversation is moot. Uh, But definitely the Bills do need to do their share in terms of this happening. How about we move on now to Saturday night? And yes, there is an NFL game on Saturday night for those scoring at home. It's the Lions at the Cowboys. And this line has moved slightly from Cowboys minus six to Cowboys minus five and a half with a total of 52 and a half. Aaron, how are you playing it? Well, when it was at six, I really liked the Lions. This is a tough one. Cowboys seven and zero straight up, six and one ATS at home. We talked about it before, Ed. Like Dallas just plays like a different team at home. But the mismatch here is the way the Lions can run the ball, and I think that should allow them to keep this game close. I mean, I also wonder, could this be a letdown spot for Detroit? You know, they're celebrating like they won the Super Bowl. Everyone's happy there. You get, Plus, you factor in how good the Cowboys are at home. The Lions' defense is not good, and we talk about how bad their defense is, but it's also not the worst. 14th mm-hmm. in defensive DVOA. We talk about the Lions' defense like they're hot garbage and last in the <laughs> league, and they're not. They're literally a little bit better than middle, right? So I don't know. Six was too many, but maybe now that it's five and a half, it's a sign I should just stay away. I, I could see the Cowboys covering this number. There's so many different ways to to bet on this game. I mean, Cowboys team total over at home, 29 and a half or something like that. I think that's an easy play. Definitely go over that. Other thing too, and Aaron, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. When we talk about letdown spots, like how do we see that? 
What does a team do or not do in a letdown spot? Does it affect the rushing game, the passing game? Is play design really bad? Defensively, are they just not ball hawk guys uh, nearly as much as they used to be? Like, what do you think we'll see from the Lions that would make us believe, hey, look, this turned out to be a letdown spot? Well, that's a great point because also I have written down like the the Lions are also fighting for playoff seeding too. And they are six and two ATS in road games. So there's just like so many things here that cancel each other out that maybe (laughs) this is a sign I should just pass, Paul. So if the Lions win, like what is the path to win? Because this game, I like the letdown spot is honestly the only thing that's holding me back. I, I did bet some six with the Lions. Um so I, I can't say, oh, yeah. bet it now at five and a half. But like, what is right. the script for them to win? Because if you want to get creative and like bet on a Lions win, you can stack some things together, like golf three hundred plus yards with Detroit money line, golf three plus TDs, or like how how do the Lions beat the Cowboys and how can we bet on that? Like, who is the, the weapon? Game. Is it a golf game? Because golf's yeah, golf's number is two fifty five mm. and a half. That's pretty low. So is low. or is it yeah more like. Is it golf 300 plus, but then also the run game? Like, how would you stack something like that? I think it would be Amon Ross St. Brown paired up against Deron Bland, where you have both people sort of lined up on the outside and then sort of running in breaking routes where Bland is having to cover the middle of the field. And I don't necessarily know if that's his strength, but I do know it's St. Brown's strength. That is safe to say. And so I think those crossing patterns, perhaps off of play action, that's probably how the Lions keep the Cowboys defense honest. And then they can gash them with the run game. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is a big St. Brown game where he goes way over his receiving yards prop. And then it's the ground game with Gibbs, you know, I think sort of as the primary back, being able to gash them to where that complimentary brand of football is how the Lions kind of keep things going. Hmm. I wonder if rush attempts or something is the way to look. Sometimes I feel like that market, whether it's attempts or passing attempts, tends to be a little softer than the actual like rushing yards total or passing yards total. Um, Because I was looking at some other props. seems like the props are so sharp. Everyone I looked at this morning, it's like they've gone over or under this 50% of the time. So it's really a matter of finding where they've gone over more than 50%. Yeah, which is not going to be easy this time of year as things continue to get sharper and sharper. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we look at the rest of the NFC playoff picture. Rams, Giants, Eagles, Cardinals, 49ers, Commanders, all coming up right here on the BetQL Network.